Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. All right, let's talk about let's talk about streaming. Government is moving closer towards implementing licensing and local content regulations for global streaming. This is to protect South African broadcasters and traditional pay TV services. No, I don't think so. I think it's because they realized we were having fun and uh, something was working and they had to get involved and try and break it because the department of break it at the uh, at government level hates it when things function well. I mean, that's my view, uh, but probably with a slightly different and nuanced view is Jan from Mullen. He's editor at my broadband. Jan, a very good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. I didn't know it was your birthday. It's happy birthday. Thank you. That's tomorrow. So uh, it's uh, it's in advance, but thank you. I will accept it anyway because uh, good wishes are always a good thing just to accept. Yes. So, yeah, thank, thanks for that. So, so it, you know, my feeling on this whole thing is, yup, the government caught us having fun. <laughs> it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, the, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting, and as you said, uh, uh, there, there can be some nuance here. But um, let's let's see. Let's ta- I think uh, more interesting is let's take a look at it from different perspectives. Now, okay. from multi-choice's perspective, they've been screaming about this um, for a while because they are complaining, and you know the mobile operators complained about WhatsApp in yes, the same yes, way, yes. Um, and that's that. It's unfair that they need licenses um, to operate in South Africa and need to comply with all kinds of onerous government requirements that these so-called over-the-top players do not have to worry about. So, for example, mobile operators must comply with RICA. And RICA says they need to have facilities in place that allows government to legally intercept communications, encrypted or not. And WhatsApp just doesn't have to worry about that. You know, they, right. they, they don't have to provide government with yes. any kind of legal intercept right. um, capability. And the same thing with streaming services. Now, it's not quite as scary as legal intercept, but they don't have to apply for licenses or anything. So Starlink, for example, is struggling to launch in South Africa or at least has put South Africa lower down its priority list because of um, the, the, how difficult it is to get an operating license in the country. Um, and uh, so, so that's also something to take into account. But the bottom line is that um, Netflix and Disney Plus and all those services do not need any kind of operating license, whereas the traditional uh, uh, linear TV broadcasters um, do, need, do need some kind of license, do need some kind of approval, and are beholden to... Um, local regulations like the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa and, and so on. Whereas currently, Netflix and, and services like it um, only um, uh, sort of voluntarily comply mm. with our Film and Publication Board's age restriction regime. What I don't understand is surely we should be moving towards less regulation, instead of saying, well, let's regulate those more because it's unfair, uh, you could say the same thing and say, well, let's, let's allow less regulation so that it's less onerous on, on others, give them a, a, a little bit of assistance in that regard, because we're moving towards this global world anyway, where it's, it's really, it's, it's just a, it's, it, things are very, very different. Right, and this is where you and I agree. My solution would also have been 
to decrease the amount of regulation sure, yeah, on right. the, on DSTV and the like, in line with um, uh, you know in the, you know in line with the kind of regulation that Netflix has to comply with. But now this is where I get cynical, right? Um, there's a, these these operators pay a lot of money for for uh, their licenses every year. Right. Whether it's spectrum licenses or operating licenses, the, this is this is regular income for the various regulators. So um, you know the Film and Publications Board, I think, is now charging Netflix and and uh, Disney Plus and all these guys over like a million rand a year. It's probably going on two million rand a year right. for the privilege of rating, giving their content. Um, uh, you know, giving, uh, handing out their own ratings, their own age restrictions on content. The Film and Publications Board doesn't even view half the stuff. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm, this is, this is where nuance for me goes out the window. Right. And to me, it is a cash grab. It is a job creation exercise. It it's a way like, to yeah. siphon money from the big international players, um, into government agencies so that they can employ people to sit around. Um, that, that's being unfair to a lot of the people at the FPB who are doing good work. The FPB's content rating function is incredibly important. I am less enamored with the Film and Publication Board's uh, attempts to try and regulate the Internet, um, for example. Um, but, you know, age restrictions, that's a valid function. But sure. the way that that regime is implemented where, you know, you pay two million rand a year and you get to rate your own content, that feels like a grift to me. <laughs> that's not that's not a, that's that's not. Yeah. actually providing a valuable function for South African families. So what is likely to happen now? Because it's very clear that DSTV and the like are struggling along. <clears throat> yeah, right. So now this is um, – that's a whole separate conversation is, you know, what's next for D- – because honestly, uh, I, I actually want DSTV to succeed. Um, yes. it, it was a, a tech – um, a, a strong tech company in South Africa and still, you know, is kind of riding on that wave, but it is being rapidly overtaken by international players. Right. Um, and, and I don't, um, we don't have the time to get into that necessarily, but like having strong tech companies like that in the country where South African techies can go and cut their teeth, they can learn the ropes. Um, they right. can make a contribution. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's important. And losing that would be inc- would be it would be incredibly sad. So hopefully um, that doesn't happen, and the D- and DSTV figures out a way to compete effectively with Showmax and its new partnership with with NBC Universal and Peacock um, against this this international onslaught. Um, but yes, uh, the 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 fact is that um, you know uh, some kind of regulatory regime. On um, international streaming players is inevitable. Um, what's interesting is is uh, seeing how the cycle of innovation always happens. Right? It feels like um, Silicon Valley pretty much lives on seeking regulatory arbitrage um, around the world and exploiting it. That's what Uber did. Yes. So Uber finds a loophole, um, you know, in, in a way to operate a taxi cab company without actually needing licenses for those taxi cabs. Um, and and uh, similarly, you know, these these over-the-top video streaming players have managed to launch broadcasters without needing licenses in the countries where they operate. And then the governments around the world slowly close those loopholes, making it harder for the next upstart to come along. Right. So um, it's 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 interesting to me, um, just as an observer 
of the, how this kind of disruption cycle works. I mean, I don't have a solution for it. This is just an observation. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it's also, I raise a question. Is this the right way to go about tackling something like this? Because you make it harder for the next, the next innovator to come along and innovate in the same way in the same space. And you entrench, you, you'd actually do the exact opposite, opposite yes. of what the governments are trying to do, which is, you know, they claim to want to encourage innovation, but in fact what they're doing, they are entrenching the incumbents and making it, um, you know, by, by making it, reg, you know, onerous in, in terms of regulation for the next guy to come along. And we'll see the same thing happen in blockchain and you, tech. And, and you encourage inefficiency, don't you? Because you're saying don't yeah. be, you're not telling them to become more, um, more competitive and efficient. You're saying to them, we are going to make it harder for others to succeed. Right. We're going to bring them down to that I, le- your level, yeah. really, in a way. Yes, and this is why I am uh, why I am skeptical uh, when uh, folks like Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, yes. launches an AI company and then immediately goes to Washington and asks for regulation um, uh. because he's he's had complete unfettered access to the market and is now um, asking. Um, right. gov- government to step in and make it harder for other people to enter. Now, uh, you know, there's a whole separate discussion to be had around AI and the potential existential problems yes. that AI can cause for, for humanity. Um, but, uh, you know, when I look at the, the, like this, um, so-called innovation cycle, um, exploit loophole in regulations, get loophole closed, entrench the incumbents, and then wait for the next guys to come around to find another loophole. Um, I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the most efficient way to go about things. Um, but uh, philosophical um, de- debates or, or, or observations aside, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to look at at least some kind of licensing regime for um, video streaming providers in the country and uh, a way for government to, to pick up the phone um, if something untoward mm. happens mm. on these platforms and, uh, to say you yeah. need to do something about this. Um, and then one, one hopes that the, you know, that the correct checks and balances get put, put in place, that it's not used for, for censorship or for some kind of government control um, over the content that's allowed on those platforms. Then the other thing that government obviously wants is they want our local artistic industries supported. Um, how would Netflix they, has how, already how, started doing that. How, how would they do that? Because you have the choice of what to watch. It's, it's not like radio licensing where we're playing music and somebody doesn't have an option. If they're listening to us, they're listening to the song we're playing. But um, if 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 you know if I can choose what to watch on Netflix, you can have uh, you know a thousand South African choices, but I choose the one that is not local. Right, right. So so um, part of that is that's that's actually um, potentially a separate thing that the Competition Commission looked at their online platforms, intermediary platforms, market inquiry or. Um, I'm probably butchering the full name there now. But, um, you know, while Netflix and those kinds of platforms weren't part of this one, you can imagine that it could be part of an extended one where uh, where the Competition Commission has put um, uh, uh, requirements now on Google um, for Google Play, uh, the, the App Store and the Apple App Store, to say you need to um, have, have some kind of curated list of South African apps. So right. to, to feature our local developers more. And so that could be something 
that um, that our that our government and the regulators do for the and the, the thing is um, what's hilarious is Netflix is actually already doing stuff like that right. and I'm sure the other platforms um, will uh, Netflix and Showmax definitely because Showmax is big on local content and I'm sure the other platforms will follow suit. Netflix actually has a category for South African movies and TV shows that you um, sometimes get shown, right, depending on what the algorithm detects yes. you are into. Um, there's ways to access those lists um, with, you know, without it being pushed to your home screen or to your Netflix screen. Um, there's there's uh, secret ways of getting at those categories. But the, the, the fact remains Netflix is already doing this. Netflix is already investing uh, money in, in local content development. But, yeah, what, what government is – is looking at is taking some of the license money that these companies pay and essentially using it to to fund um, you know local local filmmakers and so on i 'm not sure that 's necessarily uh, the best way to go about things, but the other the other option is to put what they what they 're talking about is content quotas right. on platforms like Netflix and Netflix has obviously said that 's a terrible idea. Um, because we feature content from all over the world, and to say that we need to have 30% South African content on Netflix means that we're going to just remove content out of Netflix in South Africa um, to to get to that 30%. Right, right. You know, it'll be a net loss for for subscribers rather than a net gain. And so it sounds like Netflix is more in favour of have government fund um, local content development out of license fees rather than enforce content quotas on on streaming providers. Right. So those are the two um, different mechanisms right. that they're investigating. Before I let you go, how does SABC fit into all of this, does it? Um, it stands to benefit uh, from uh, the potentially the local content development um, funding, um, but, yeah, it, it doesn't really. Uh, what the SABC needs is an overhaul of the TV license regime because people just aren't paying their TV licenses right. as part of a larger tax revolt. It's the same reason we didn't pay our ETOLs. Um, uh, you know, I think there's some people who did it on a principal uh, basis who, who, you know, who were like, no, you know, you know, ETOLs and cupsh and corruption right. and, you know, the money is just being used to fund an international company and they're pro- profiteering off of this, blah, blah, blah. But I think most people didn't even go that far. They didn't know about like all the yes, um, yes. shady dealings about, you know, with cupsh. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it was just a principal matter. It's like, no, I'm not going to pay this because, this, you know, I'm sick and tired of this government taking my money. Um, and the same thing is happening with the SABC. So the, the SABC um, desperately needs an overhaul of uh, – uh, and, and, and not just of the TV license regime, but of the SABC itself. Um, uh, you know, it needs to win back the trust of the public as a public broadcaster, as a public service broadcaster, um, and not just be seen as a mouthpiece of the, of the state. And, um, and start producing, you know, um, look more to the models of things like the BBC, where you produce content that is for the people, but you also produce content that is exportable so that you can export your culture to the world and make money off of that. Um, and so, no, uh, the, the, the short answer to your question is that, no, the SABC, um, I, I don't see directly benefiting um, from, from uh, this proposal to um, – license streaming video providers. Jan van Mullen, editor at My Broadband, uh, talking about the laws the government is trying to implement on streaming services in the country and what that will mean. That's where we leave it. It is 8.53. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.